0: Patriots. And it is Thursday, September first, here in Alabama, and I think that on the East Coast you're already into like Friday. <clears throat> Should be pretty good. I'm in Florence, Alabama tonight, and great little community, and it's really a great community. I hope that stays that way because I just got noticed that the mayor here just signed a deal with Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer. To bring in some sort of draconian crap for an industry. So who knows how long this is going to stay. But let's keep the prayers up for this community. Patriots, before we begin, make sure that you are getting a good night's sleep. Good night's sleep come from great products. Great products come from where? You guessed it. Mypillow.com, and that's mypillow.com forward slash Bards, and your promo card is, code is Bards.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the My Pillow that started it all my pillows patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position because it works we've sold over 70 million my pillows and now i'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever for example you get my standard my pillow now only 1988 with your promo code now's the time to get them for your friends your family your neighbors everyone you know my pillows make the best gifts ever
0: Until the next limited time offer, and then the next limited time offer. But it's always the same limited time offer that always offers the same promo code, which is Bards. <laughs> but you know what we need to do. He's still a great company, and we, he, Mike Lindell is doing so much for the nation. I'll take as many limited time offers as he's got. He's good. So check it out, Patriots. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards promo code Bards. You want answers? I think
1: I'm entitled. You to. want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle
0: the truth. I'm telling you, our liberals can't handle the truth. That's the truth of it right there. So here's the deal. I owe everybody a bit of an apology. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. So I'm going to tell a story here. So I'm, I'm like tooling along and. I'm having a great day driving, by the way. It was awesome, beautiful country. I took the back roads, which we're going to talk a lot about tonight. And I had put in my head that I was going to be in Eastern time zone. Florence is right on the edge of the Eastern time, except it's not. It's Central time. So I'm cruising along, and I'm just doing my thing, and I get first text. They're like, you there okay? I'm like, yeah, okay, just checking on you. like, yeah, well, man, like. And I still got, I'm looking at my watch. And I'm like, dude, man, I still got like 40 minutes. What's up? I get out of the truck and drive into the motel. Now i am got down to about 30 minutes. Bear calls, Armand. I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm checking in right now. He's like, because I'm thinking like, I got to race up there. I got 30 minutes to my show. He goes, just worried about you. And I'm like, dude, I know I didn't call you last night, but come on, what's going on? So then I get up here and the, I sit down at the, I go to check. Everything goes wrong, by the way. This is what I want to make clear. Cause like somebody had it in for me tonight and I called God for reinforcements. And I think we did the slam down. Thank you, ma'am. Right then. But I got into the hotel. I, and so I check in, got all checked in. That's easy. Went out to the Jeep, loaded up my stuff on the cart. I am not kidding you. The distance from the Jeep to the entrance of the hotel is 20 feet. I dropped the, the cart would like shake and all my stuff would fall off. And I was sitting there looking like, okay, this is getting nuts. Seriously, like stupid. So I finally managed to repack the cart and I just take it upstairs. I get to the fourth floor, pull out my key. The key doesn't work. Now I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, holy cow, it's 15 minutes to the t- show time. Still thinking on Eastern time, by the way. So I do a little prayer, get down there, get everything situated, park the Jeep, get back upstairs get everything put away, j- jump in here. I'm racing around, plugging everything in, get online. You know, then I get like two or three more texts. Are you okay? My mom's calling another person, making sure I'm okay. I'm like, what in the heck, man? I'm like, come on. I'm only a, like, I know I didn't talk to everybody today, but I was having a great time, ride with Jesus. So what's going on here? So I get on and I'm cruising along and I start seeing some comments. And, uh, and then I see this comment, and and it was from one of our great followers, and she says, boy, this show is really worth, f-. and this was right at the end, because I'm just cruising along talking, and I'm looking up at the numbers, and I'm like, wow, that's a really, I don't think I've done a show with this few followers, or few people in chat for like two years. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's kind of weird. But as I watch, the numbers are growing over the time. Like, well, maybe Trump's having a rally tonight, or you know who knows? Maybe there's something else going on. People are out having hot dogs or some doggone thing, like because it's it's late summer or something, coming up on Memorial Day weekend. You know. So and this is all this is going through my head, and I'm just cruising along, and then we get to the end of the show, and one of our great followers writes, "It was sure worth waiting for," and I'm still like, "What in the?" And then it hits me. I'm like, "Oh, you idiot." you're on central time. No, and the show, the show, I don't think I have had a late show <laughs> literally in two years and I had an hour late. So sorry about that. That was a long story to tell you. Sorry about that, but glad you're sticking around. It's kind of crazy when you're jumping time zones. It, it gets a little, little wacky when you're doing, you're setting your show times and you're trying to keep track of time zones and you're trying to keep track of states. I went to like three states today and you're looking at your watch and trying to time your day and of course, Duncan's been a huge help, and so has Everen been a huge help, covering down on shows. Duncan's been done the bulk of it, and I just really appreciate all that, so it's been wonderful. I mean, it really has, and it's it's allowed me to really have some time as I drive and just meet with people and go to these places I haven't been to just really appreciate the, the beauty of what we have as a nation and what Father's given us, and I think that's the where I want to kind of start tonight, because... We've kind of become a pretty fast paced society, not kind of too much, I would say. And of course, my trip out, as I've shared a number of times from when I left a couple of weeks ago, that was just like, get there. And I had a beautiful trip. It was a beautiful trip. I've talked about the incredible trip through Wyoming, all my lights on in the Jeep, lighting up the entire valley, that sort of stuff. And I was right there riding with Jesus and having an amazing night with Shane and Shane in my ear and tears falling down my face. It was just beautiful, right? But the point was it was to get to the destination. And I think we spend a lot of time in our life getting to the destination and we forget along the way to appreciate the journey. And in the last few days, these trips, I've had time to appreciate the journey and i it's really important that we kind of settle into this because we've got a freeway system that is built to get us to the destination. And I'm going to tell you something about our freeway system. It's got good. Generally it has good Wi-Fi. It has all the truck stops you need and they're usually clean unless you get some old one or something. You have plenty of places to fuel up, plenty of places to stop and there's plenty of nothing to see. There's a lot of traffic. If you go through cities, it's enough to drive, your, drive you literally out of your mind. Even piss you off because there's some really bad driving. I drove through Little Rock two nights ago. I went through Little Rock at night. And I'm going to tell you, that was some of the crazier driving I've done at night. They're, they have got that city so torn up with different roads constructions. And it's, you can't even, even if you are there to appreciate the city, you can. not I went through Oklahoma City. Uh, when I first, I'm trying to think when this was, because that was when I was going to Springfield. And that was a crazy one. That was a, like going through going through a maze. And I don't even, it's, I would just, I was really thanking Father for having to do that at night because I'd never seen so much lane changing to get to different places to wrap around to get to Springfield. There's no straight route, so it's crazy. But has that been in traffic? It gets really crazy. I had that in the other day in Dallas, Coming up from Waco, some of the most dangerous driving I've done in the freeway in a long time because the rainstorms were so intense in certain points you couldn't see more than about three feet in front of the Jeep. So this trip today, you you put your stuff into GPS and it gives you like the primary fastest route, and I'm like, no, not taking the primary fastest route today. I'm going to take the route that takes me away from Memphis. I don't want to. I don't want to go through the city. And so for the first hundred miles, I didn't even see a gas station, but I did see a lot of local stuff and I did see a lot of small town and I did see a lot of nostalgia the way we used to be. But for those people that are living there, it's not nostalgia, it's the way they are. And this is where a lot of this reflection came from because the conversations that we're kind of going through with me and and father today and with Jesus is just like there's some real rich places in faith that are there. Very quiet. You're not going to show up on any major map. No one in DC is going to even know they're there, but they're good people and they're good communities. And like everything else, there's always imperfections and I'm not being idealistic. Every community has its problems and challenges and people have their problems and challenges. I mean, we know we're, we're flawed, right? But it's, there's a wholesomeness to that way of life that when we're living in the bigger towns and bigger cities, we tend to forget. And that's, I think it happens anywhere really because as we start to worry about getting places on time or getting places quickly, we forget again about the journey there. And it's the journey there that's what we really need to be paying attention to because that's in the moment. But when we start focusing on endpoints, we lose our perspective. And we all we're worried about is how fast we step on the accelerator. And that's physically and metaphorically. So here was the great thing about today. I had I I carry an atlas with me, a road atlas. So I can always map out my own routes if I want to, and and I have it too in case the GPS goes dead, but I intentionally chose a route that I didn't know and was not on any major freeways. And so I would—I knew just by the virtue of that route that the destination I was going to wasn't going to give you a, a mileage sign every, you know, sixty miles. You're down to now two hundred twenty-two miles to Florence, and then sixty miles later, you're down to you know whatever miles to Florence. That none of that was going to occur. And I knew that. So I knew that I was gonna to need to follow a map to get there. Now the weird thing is is that another one of these little tricks of the day. I was on the I have a headset that I use when I'm driving called a blue parrot. So it allows me to talk and it gives pretty good filtration of background noise. And as I'm driving along and I'm talking, it's Bluetooth connected to the phone and I've got the phone plugged into the twelve volt Uh, outlet on the dash and as I'm driving and I'm having this conversation with a friend I look over and all of a sudden I get a flash on the screen that says you're low on battery now this is not one of the best things to discover when you're in the middle of some outback place that is a lot like where they filmed the movie deliverance and you're in in Arkansas because the next thing you're expecting is banjos and somebody to tell you to squeal and I'm just like, I have no idea where I am. So I tell my friend, I say, I got to get off the phone. And uh, so I play around with the chart and I get it working a little bit, but then it dies out again. And so I finally get up to this little town and I find a gas station and I go inside. And this is where you start to hit this time warp thing, right? Here we are running around and I'm using USB-C and lightning connectors for my iPhone, right? As if that's the, Everyone should have one. And, of course, that's kind of what's going through my mind because I'm just thinking that way, and I'm looking for a new cigarette lighter plug-in that'll have a USB-C with a lightning plug-in, which I picked up in Ontario like a year ago in at the Love's truck stop. I know exactly where I bought it. Well, that little investment a year ago has finally fried. It's done. It's burned out. So I go into this small town. So nice, it's a clean, very clean, nice little... Quick Martin. It's got a truck stop. And I start walking around looking for this and I found all sorts of lighter plugins, but they didn't have any USB C's and, and lightning bolt plugins. What they did have is they had a whole bunch of CB plugins. And I'm like, okay, there's a little reminder about where we are in the moment again. See, we've really become very conveniently, lured into this place that everything is standardized across our nation that everything is the same. That's not the way I grew up because counties used to be unique. States used to be unique, but now we've kind of got to this place where we find this truck stops and their chains love truck stops is a great one. And I, I've mentioned before I use them a lot because they're very consistent. They're always clean. They're always nice people working there and they have just a ton of stuff. If you ever need anything. So as an example, like plug-ins or USB cords, because they're designed for truckers doing long haul, right? Well, this was a nice place. It had a nice little area, a little cafe, and it had, you know, normal convenience store stuff. But And it had, for a size, it had a nice little, very clean place, by the way. And it had a nice little setup with all these little connectors, except it was all for CB radio. Or whatever they're using now. I, I think they replaced the C B with a new version, but then anyway, it's the same principle. And I just kind of had a laugh. I'm like, okay, well, I've got to realize kind of where I'm at because I'm in rural country, and that's probably no different than any other state. I just happen to be in Arkansas. And again, super polite. This is the South. They're all polite. They're all happy, saying hello to you and tell you God bless you because God lives down here. I don't. I think it's left DC unless Satan have that pit hole, but it, it, God lives here and people live with God. And that's one great thing. And these people are nice, but I can just about guarantee you that I sorry, if I was to fish around and go, Hey, uh, y'all have a USB C and a lightning bolt. They probably would have looked at me and said, uh, we got a CB. You want to try that son? And be something like that. So that's the first step. So I, anyway, I, I get back in the rig and I I figure out that you know like oh dummy I, all I have to do is pop open my laptop to charge my cell phone until I get up to the next spot and I eventually did and I eventually got what I needed, but everything was a little bit slower because you're running on two lane roads, not four, and things and you have to drive more carefully because you don't have a lot of latitude when you screwing around with your phone and not paying attention and you swerve and all of a sudden you're in the oncoming lane and like, Oh, I'm going to die. That's sort of, that's the sort of consequence. So we have to be more focused in these rural drives. And again, it's back to paying attention to where we are on the journey rather than where we arrive. Now, the great thing is, is I was blind on this whole thing other than the, the GPS. And again, I have the Atlas of the GPS goes out but I'm blind on this whole drive and I'm loving it because this was literally like a drive of faith because I didn't even, once I plugged it in, I didn't even bother to like, do you know, this, you know, shrink down, expand this, the, the screen to see where you are. I just, I didn't want to do that on this trip and I'm, and I'll do it again tomorrow. When I head down to Georgia, I'll be doing the same thing. I just wanted to drive and see, and I'm just going to trust the GPS. And I figured if it was wrong, I'd end up in some, hopefully not some deliverance part two scene or something. But other than that, I was just going to arrive where I needed to arrive. And that's part of the faith piece. And I think there's a big lesson there because we tend too often to want to look at the roadmap. And we tend too often to want to look at the whole distance and see where we're going to be and count the miles and really try to anticipate what's coming. But God doesn't work like that. God's walking with us and wants us to enjoy the moment as he wants to enjoy the moment. He wants to share it with us. So when we're worrying about the future, we're denying him. And I think that's a big piece that we forget. Because we get wrapped around our own stuff. We get wrapped around our own journey. We get wrapped around where we're consumed by what our worries are, what's going to happen tomorrow. And in the process, we're looking to God to fix it rather than looking to God to share it. And when that happens, it just becomes a taking situation. It's Father, fix it, rather than let's do this together. See, we need to be seeking that intimacy with Christ, the intimacy with Jesus, the intimacy with Father. And that happens when we share. And sharing, we're always talking about how much God gives to us and he does, but part of the gift that we give to him is allowing him to live through us, enjoying the journey, not worrying about where we arrive. And when we finally let go with a lot of that and realize how far we've come, it really is pretty amazing. Take a time. I'm going to challenge each one of you to take a little time tonight, tomorrow. Look at where you are. Think about the roadmap, not where you're going, but where you came from. Look back. Take a look at what that whole journey looked like. And I'm going to bet you that if you do, like I do and like we always do, when we look back, we're just stunned at how perfect the journey is for where we've arrived. But we it probably never went the way we thought. I can tell you that firsthand. You know, I look back at all the things that I've done, things that I've done long before I had a deep and intimate relationship through Christ to the Father. I look at how Father moved me when I didn't even, wasn't paying attention to him. I look at the places he put me. I look at the time as I was, from the time I was in high school and wrestling with, some of the greats in the nation to when I was rowing crew and rowing with the gold medal team in Canada for training, not in races or the people that I was meeting when I was in Afghanistan and how that led me to with the circles I worked in the experiences I had in marketing and the experiences I had in my passions in high school to read about everything under the sun military or when I was in high school, learning about Afghanistan because I was following the Mujahideen, never to imagine that in 2010 I'd be sitting with the Mujahideen and the Taliban together. Studying South Africa and the Rhodesian wars, never to imagine that in 2008 a South African special office guy and a Rhodesian former SAS intel guy would be my trainers to learning some of the deeper skills that I needed to survive. But see, All of that was in God's plan. To arrive today to where I'm at, where I'm never imagined being on a podcast where we've built an amazing community together and God's blessed this community to where now there's 30 million downloads plus more than 30 million now. And there's 120 countries that listen every day as God works through me and works through each of us, and each of us seeks to become closer to Christ. But all of the richness in which was put in my life was part of God's plan, and it was a roadmap I could never see. But I can look back and see the perfection of it. And that was a lot of today's travel, was just a reflection on the beauty of what's around me. I'd never been to Arkansas. I'll go back because Arkansas is a really beautiful state and it's a place that I want to go back. And I mentioned this last night. It was just like, there's so many things like the dam where I arrived and to have a John, F. Kennedy Memorial there. I mean, I, there's just so many strange things about that. I don't even have that message completely decoded yet and I'm not sure I will, but father's showing me something. And it's not just coincidence because God speaks in so many layers of language. We, we've lost our touch with understanding the deeper meaning of what he's telling us. We're stupid many times. I mean, literally, like we're expecting God to step in the room and go, okay, Johnny, you need to do A, B, C. And we don't pay attention to his world where he speaks through others, where he speaks through nature. He speaks through things that randomly occur that seem to be random, but they actually have a pattern. We don't pay enough attention because we're so focused on the destination, we forget the journey. And if we'd spend more time on the journey, we'd start to relearn the language of perfection in which God uses to talk to us. That's the gift. You know, all this other garbage in the news which clutters our mind, and it's intentional, and it, we get obsessed about the fears that have no effect on our lives, And we have right to be concerned. We have right to take pause and to ask what our government's doing because it's not doing anything good these days. Unless, of course, you're an illegal alien getting free phones, free everything, and while Americans are being sent homeless onto the street. But see, that's in itself a great lesson. Because if we're paying attention to the journey, just in that example itself, we as people would be standing up to seek and take care of those that are in need rather than waiting for the state to fix it for us. But we're so consumed about our own lives. And we're not only consumed about our own lives, we're consumed about the destination, arrival point, not the journey to get there. Because if we really were worried about the journey, it wouldn't be just me or you. It would be us, a collective us that were out trying to take care of those that were in need and loving our neighbor like we loved ourselves, or like we would want to be loved. You see, and in this process, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because, again, we're worried about the, well, what happens if I give too much away? I won't have enough retirement. Or if, if I don't do this, I'm not going to get enough of that. You know, the great thing about combat is that you learn to live in the present. You have to. You don't have a choice. You have to be so focused in the present that if you don't pay attention, someone's gonna kill you or an IED is gonna kill you. And when we get careless in combat, we get blown up or shot. I had a great friend, a good friend, I wouldn't say great friend, but a good friend. He was a he was a master sergeant. He had trained a full year with Australian SAS learning how to do motorcycle operations. He brought that to Afghanistan. He was a special forces master sergeant. He was, um, he was brilliant on motorcycle operations. He understood literally how to become gray man in, in amidst the people and it paid off in dividends. The Problem is there was a little bit too much comfort, with what he was encountering. And in not paying attention to the moment, he got more obsessed with trying to show his soldiers a lesson rather than paying attention to what had actually occurred right before him. I don't fault him, this is not a criticism. It's just a reality, it happens to everybody. This one cost him his life. In not paying attention fully to the moment, he unwired an IED but he didn't realize That he was standing on the real one. The fake one was what he was unwiring. It vaporized him in front of his soldiers. Literally vaporized him. That happened one, two weeks after I left his presence. I got the call when I was down in Playa's training center on the border with Mexico. We don't have a lot of time in our lives to live. We think we do. We're fools. A hundred years to God is nothing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like walk, having an ant walk from your arm to your elbow from your hand to your elbow. That's about the distance of our life compared to God's life. And we wasted a lot of time and too much time trying to figure out where we're going to arrive. We spend our lives building up wealth to retire. We spend our lives worrying about how we're going to fund our kids' education. We spend our lives trying to figure out how we're going to build the next house, buy the next car, get the next set of shoes. And you know what? We miss it all along the way because it doesn't matter. How many parents out there can honestly say that you've experienced, and some can, but how many parents can also say, how can say that they've experienced and lived within the moment of their child's life? Or are we more worried about the savings of their education fund and more worried about where they're going to go to the next school and more worried about what sports program and where they're going to be in the at the ascension of all of that rather than just enjoying them for where they are. Right now, we're seeing that slaughter happen all around us because parents are so worried about a future virus that isn't even here and they're willing to get their children vaccinated and, and sacrifice their life because it's fear and it's all this other nonsense. This is the real moral reset that we have to dig into. This is where we really make major change, is when we start to let go of the me, and we start to live for him. And by living with him, we're embracing the journey, not the destination. See, even if we think about what Christ has offered us, think about how twisted this gets, because it's said that you accept Christ, you have life everlasting. So what do people do? It's literally like marking time. I got to go to church on Sunday. I can be the Same jerk I was all week long and then I'll get cleaned up on Sunday again, but it's okay because in the end I'm going to meet all my family and friends that are dead and we're going to all have a pizza party. I have literally heard a version of that so many times. I just, every time I do it, I just really want to put my finger in my mouth and just barf all over the table and go there. There's your pizza party. Because it gets irritating. God didn't ask us to give up and wait or to mark time. He wants us to be engaged, to live life, and he will live it through us and enjoy it with us. And that's how we grow. That's how he grows. That's how he gets to know us. Because God knows us, but does he really know your heart in, in the way that you give it? It's not that he doesn't know what's in you. And that's another thing that people do all the time. They're like, well, God already knows what's in my heart. Yeah, he does. What he wants to know is if you are willing to show it, are you willing to share it? Are you willing to share your life in every breath and and walk? And see, that's where we get screwed up because we don't really want to, too many of us anyway. People don't really want to let God in. They just want to tell, okay, God, this is, I'm sorry. Open it up be vulnerable, be alive, and walk with God and find out what happens. Share every moment fully. Live in the moment. Stop worrying about the tomorrows because we can't affect them. See, that goes back to the journey of our life. And it's really pretty amazing because the map in our life, when we get to the farther we go along that map, that map is perfect it's not a not kind of perfect. It is perfect. And if you're honest in your heart and you look back at every trial, every stumble, every challenge and you're sitting with God and having that conversation, he's just going to smile. Because he's brought you here. And if we're honest, we're going to see how much we've grown because of him. And if We're having an honest conversation. He's going to smile and tell you how much he enjoyed the journey, even the difficult moments, because that's what a good father does. Father doesn't just cast his child out and say, go into the world and do whatever. A good father lives through the good and the pain, because that's how a father shows love and guidance and wisdom. But as a society, how many children, how many people really can say they had a good father? And I'm not talking about God. I'm just talking about in your life. And this, is, this one hits home with a lot of people. I had a great father, have a great father, and I have a great mother. And I consider myself blessed because though they weren't perfect, nor am I, they were great parents. And they've never stopped being great parents. So when I talk about father... God. There is a real reference point I have, and it's a high benchmark, and yet obviously God exceeds it far beyond that. But He gave me in my life an amazing father and an amazing mother. Sadly, so many people are walking from divorced families, broken families, abusing families. It's sickening, quite frankly. And to learn to appreciate Father is in itself an experience for some and many and for that matter. So let me just put it like this. A great Father is always there for you. A great Father is always offering you wisdom. A great Father has a stern hand and a hard line of things you can't do or don't cross. And if you do, you're going to feel the consequence. That's necessary because we have to learn limits and we have to learn to be accountable for our actions. And it doesn't mean that the great father ever stops loving. He loves all the time, even when he puts down a firm hand. And even greater is the father, as the father lives with us and through us, is the appreciation of seeing within his creation someone that grows up greater than he. See, we never talk about that in faith. We're always talking about how how much lesser we are, how much sinful we are. That's garbage. God did not save us and sacrifice his son because we were a bunch of sinful turds hanging out here on earth. He sacrificed his son for us because we are the greatest creation he ever made. And he loves us and wants to see us be great and greater than he. Yet we don't embrace it. We throw it away too often. We walk in fear. We walk in anxiety. We walk in anger. We walk in hate. We walk in, I don't know. We walk in the material consumption of the moment, trying to worry about what we're going to do next week, with how we're going to spend money, how we're going to afford to pay our credit card bill. Oh, my goodness. But you know, when you're driving around this country and you're driving through the small towns and the two-lane roads, And you're focused in the moment. That doesn't exist there. What exists there is the reality of the day-to-day. What exists there is the the beauty of what Father creates. What exists there is a simpler life. And it's not perfect. And I'm not saying everybody I drove by is in that great perfect place. Because they're not. But as an observer, you see it. And we're witnessing it. And we're forced to be in that place to share it with Father. And we're reminded again and again of the importance of the journey, not the destination. There isn't one person that knows when he's going, he or she are going to die. And yet every single one of us has a timestamp on us that only Father sees. So here's the question. If you spent your entire life worrying about where you're going to arrive, are you being so bold as to assume you'll actually get there? Because God may pull you off the field. And then what do you say? Father, I was waiting. Or are you going to say, Father, what an amazing journey I was living? See, that's the journey not the end. And if we really want to take the full meaning of what it is to have life everlasting, we better start living the journey because if all we're worried about is where we're going to get to after death, I got news ain't going to be that great. You can, you can try to deceive yourself, but it won't because we have a long ways to go. We've got a ways to go because we're just Children. We're children seeking Father's guidance. And if we really want to be honest with who we are, we're the children that are reaching to Father's hand when we stumble, not because we're arrogant, not because we're anything other than just trying to figure out our way. And if we really want to be honest, Father is that Father that hands us the hand so that we can hang on to because he wants to walk us through this so that we can grow. He doesn't want us to stay children forever. But he knows that this time we are. And this is a difficult world. And there's a lot of hard lessons to learn. And tell me as a parent if that isn't true with how we feel about every one of our children, if you're true to it. Bottom line, embrace the journey. Forget the destination. You'll get there one way or another as Father wishes you to be. You got no control over it in the end. Hate to tell you. Because where you arrive is where he intends you to be. Not where you think you want to be. And here's the best part of the story. Wherever you do arrive, it's perfect. It's as it was meant to be. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we want to thank you this evening for just a quiet reflection. on all that is not all that is to be, to appreciate the moment, to appreciate the journey, to appreciate the walk, the smell of the flowers, the smell of the morning dew, to appreciate the color of the leaves that change, to appreciate the smile on your child's face in every second that you have him or the tears that flow because of a certain pain, to live fully in the moment and to cast away the fears and anxieties and Focuses on the morrows and the future maps that have yet to be written, yet somehow we seem to write them in our perfect perfection only to realize we did it all wrong. To Spend more time looking at where we are and and where we came from to realize the perfect map that you always draw, that is the real map of what we walk. Guide us in these times, Father. Bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, I will tell you, it's worth a good drive across country. It's worth a good reflection on where we are as a nation. If we spent a whole lot more time embracing the moment, we'd spend a lot less time listening to this garbage that comes out of D.C. and our news and everything else. And it would make us more accountable not only to ourselves, but to the people we work with and support. And it's part of the moral reset that we have to achieve to really make America great again. And we can do it. But it's going to begin by focusing on the journey. So Patriots, tonight, after the show, I'm going to play music for about 20 to 30 minutes. That's all tonight. I usually play for about an hour. But to be honest, I had a good journey today. And I'm a little tired. So we'll do a little bit of music. Afterwards, you can chat, and then we'll pick it up again tomorrow for Bended Knee. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. Father's right there with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, he's always going to win. But he's put us here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. He trusts us, and we are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
2: All this time we had to prove That we could stand here
3: too all the night been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it Calls far away.